Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, welcome to Horse Hour. I'm Amy Stevenson. Today we're welcoming the Director of Education at the British Horse Society. He's called Alex Copeland and we're talking about exams. If you're thinking of having a career in the equestrian industry, then we've got to have qualifications. But what qualifications are available to us? You can start with the first BHS exam, which is the Ride Safe Award, all the way up to a fellow, which is like Carl Hester or Yogi Breister. Alex is going to tell us all about it. This is Horse Hour. Welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. Today I'd like to welcome Alex Copeland, who's the Director of Education for the British Horse Society. How are you, Alex? I'm very well, thank you, Amy. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, you are the king of exams in the horse world. (laughs) Well, thank you. I don't know about that. Uh, We're definitely doing a lot to try and support the industry to make sure that everyone is as well trained as we can be. It's a brilliant idea because half of our arguments or or people who aren't equestrian, their arguments say, well, horse riders aren't trained. You don't know how to ride on the roads. You shouldn't be on the roads. But actually, you and your team put together amazing exams and tests that are from 11 years old up to my age, 33, up to my mum's (laughs) age, 56, you know, that we can all take to make us feel safer and also know more about our horses, about, um, you go I'm selling you for you Alex I love it I love it you carry on (laughs) yeah but also horse welfare and how to care for your horse when you're coming up with the exams are there a team can you talk me through it are there a team of you that decide what to go in yes well BHS has been really the world leading education system for years and it's been really across the world we're the one organization that is respected that people from you know across from China from America they'll come and do the exams in this country as they've been but what we do know is that with everything you need to continue to evolve you continue to be modern to be progressive and to really make sure that everyone who comes through is really fit and employable in the industry So we spent the last two years really discussing, consulting with everyone across Britain, with the proprietors of the centres, with coaches, with riders, to really understand what do they want from our qualification system so that we can support them going forward. And today was really the big launch for us. It's been the chance to launch a new equine excellence pathway, which is a whole range of different assessment days, new training to make sure that everyone, no matter what career you're in in equestrian, can come and get the right support and develop you for a lifelong of learning. 
It's incredible. Is it just for careers or can amateurs like me, if I, if I want to learn more, can I come and take a course? So the big part that we're launching today is, is very much focused on the career pathway. So we're talking about careers for grooms, careers um, for our coaches, careers for riders and really providing them the support. But at the moment, we have a lot of recreational people who still come and engage this. But we've also got a lot of other recreational courses, uh, training that we're bringing on going forward. So that's a big part of what we're looking at driving. We've launched um, Ride Safe, which is a, a course aimed at supporting people riding on the road, riding out, as well as basic rules of riding, which is really aimed at that whole mass market, at everyone who rides. We want everyone to come and take that. A bit like you would with your cycling proficiency in cycling. Mm. This is really about providing those basic support to get everyone out and about. And that's available for everyone. And that's up and live now. That will help our fight so much more, won't it? If we're, if we're doing road safety tests and we say, right, yes. we've got a qualification. It's like you've got your L plates when you're driving a car. Um, yeah. Actually, we will then be able to say to people who criticise us that we don't have any qualifications. Well, actually, no, that we have legal hand signals that we need to use. And- exactly. What we want is, you know, the, the, part, the first part of the um our safety campaigns is really been around getting safer drivers and that's going to continue and we're going to get that message as wide as we can with our dead slow campaign Mm. but the second part is really to make sure that we have our own responsibility that our riders are as safe as possible when they are riding out and ride safe really fits perfectly into there so we are providing ongoing training and support to everyone from 11 years right up who is riding out, supporting centres to make sure that there are as less accidents as we can and mm-hmm. make sure that people feel comfortable. And, you know, one of the big reasons people drop out this sport is because they, they don't feel safe as they're yes. riding out. And if we can provide, you know, the guidance, the sport, the training, so they feel more confident in doing that, then obviously that engages more and more people. It's incredible. I don't feel safe on the roads, if I'm honest. I try to avoid them as much as I can, mm. but it's not easy. You, we all have to go through roads to get to decent hacking. So anything mm. that we can do that can make us a bit safer is only going to benefit. Because you've had new statistics that came out from your um, Dead or Dead Slow campaign that sees an increase yes. of 29% in accidents, 426 incidents in the last year, which mm. results in one poor person losing their life. Life yeah. and 21 horses dying and yes. those figures are only the ones that are recorded so then you've got goodness knows how many other incidents that aren't recorded I had two last year yeah which th- very nearly could have resulted in a in a well in a really bad accident it was quite scary yeah and, and we've done a lot of work to try and get much better data on the incidents that are happening so that we can campaign to government, we can have the discussion. But it also really sets the scene for us to put the right training in place and to encourage more people to come and engage in the British Horse Society, knowing that they'll then not only get the right training that supports them, but also to know that we can, through their membership to the British Horse Society, we can continue to campaign to government, get more promotion and material out there and really drive that message that supports the whole industry. I don't know how you guys do it, if I'm honest. I feel like every time I turn on my computer, there's some new campaign that you're bringing out, or new qualification. I'm like, it's it's literally amazing. It was only last week. Were you at uh, Were you at Parliament when they did the debate? Um, my colleague was there, um, Alan, and, and it was a fantastic debate. And it really is, you know, shouting about the 
equestrian so much and making sure we've got a seat at that table, that people are considering us. And at times we've often been the forgotten people. But now, as you're saying, we're there, we're representing um, the work that our chief exec, Lynn Peterson, has done has really raised the profile of us and mean we've got more members than we've ever had before. And we're you know, getting close to 100,000 members of the British Horse Society, wow. which is allowing us to really campaign much wider. You know, we've got a growing education with more people coming back to take BHS education than we've had for many years. And again, that gets us the message out, makes sure people strain. But that also increases our ability to do much more going forward. Well, I'm glad you're campaigning on our behalf. If you don't know about the debate in Parliament, then um, there's been a long fight for the last few years on changing the roads, making the roads safer for us. And finally, last Tuesday, it was debated in Parliament and um, they're going to discuss it further. There's still no vote as to whether the law will be changed to make it legal um, to pass a horse wide and slow at 15 miles per hour. But the fact that these conversations are even happening is, is just brilliant. It's, it's fabulous and it's the right thing for the whole industry that, you know, and we're really proud to be representing that industry that people are asking us to go to shout about what matters to them and whether that's the, the riding and road safety campaigns that work we're doing, whether that's around our approvals work that we do and actually getting better rates for our riding schools, which is mm. obviously massive government work that we're doing, or whether that's about making sure that our education's right and driving the key messages about having the right qualified coaches in the industry, the right qualified workforce. Mm. And, you know, one of the big challenges we've got at the moment is there's a lot of people working in this industry who are not qualified. I know. Um, how insane is that? And how are we going to stop this? Well, that's it. And we want to make sure then that we provide the right training and the right support and the right qualifications that make these people as practical as possible, that really make sure they've got the right skills and that actually they want to engage. And some of this is going to take time. We're going to have to change some of the culture of the industry again, make them engage in ongoing training forever. And that's where hopefully the BHS new equine excellence path, we can support every single person whether they're a rider, whether they're a groom, whether they're you know a coach, or even if they go on and become another part of the industry. They go on to be a journalist like yourself. You know, we provide the foundation skills and knowledge so that actually you can progress onto any aspect. Oh, that would be amazing. I don't think I've got any qualifications. I just talk for a living. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but it's about providing those uh, fundamental knowledge and skills that can support anyone, no matter what career pathway they go into. We do hear of these instructors, sadly, that are going out and teaching and they haven't got, not only if they haven't, have they not got a qualifications, but they're not insured because they don't have the qualifications. And part of me thinks it's up to us as riders to make sure that we're selecting the instructors that are right for us. And I believe that if somebody's going to invest in their career by having qualifications and by by having the updated qualifications and seeing yes. what's new out there, it means that they're passionate about it and they're going to bring out the best in me. And I know that I'm getting the best instructors. Exactly. So can you tell me more about your excellence programme? So, so let me just pick up on that you know, exact point you've been talking about there, making sure we're using the right coaches and instructors in the future. Now, we launched um, a programme called the Credit Professional Coach um, Scheme just over a year ago. It's just gone through its one-year uh, birth. And at that time, we had an old programme called the Register of Instructors, which had about 1,900 coaches on there. Wow. We launched a Credit Professional Coach just 12 months ago, really making sure that everyone has the right qualifications 
that they've got first aid and safeguarding, mm-hmm. as well as they're carrying on through ongoing training and support, and we're measuring it. And we've now just got over 4,000 coaches on it, so we've almost doubled in the last 12 months. And that's really a partnership, not just with the British Horse Society, but also with the member bodies, and us working together to actually say that we should be promoting coaches who have got the right training, who are first aid and safeguarding, who have got ongoing training and they're really fit for purpose for the whole industry and give confidence to those riders, to the parents of the riders Mm. out there and really starting to spread that message and that's where our new equine excellence pathway fits well because we've got the right qualifications to support people but also then once they've become qualified they can become an accredited professional coach and we can really promote them and market them and say yes you are the kite mark, you are the industry standard because not only you're qualified you are continuing to get ongoing training and support to make you fit for purpose so how long is it going to be do you think that uh, until we can get this into schools and actually make it part of you know when they're 15 and 16 they're picking their exams because i think that should be the future it should be a a recognized qualification within the the school system are you planning to to try that Well, what we feel is the BHS uh, qualifications really fit well as a complement to other qualifications that are out there. So they fit very well to college courses, to to other um, courses that exist, uh, apprenticeships especially, we fit very alongside, and really focus on employability and practical skills. And, you know, there's often some criticism of some other courses out there that they're too academic. Well, actually, in partnership with the British Horse Society, you get both the academic training and support from some of those colleges and schools out there, as well as the practical demonstration that you've achieved the standard and you're really ready to be employed in the industry. So we're working very closely. We're working very closely with a lot of partners as well. So we're working closely with the horse racing industry to really make sure that we can join up our career marketing and reach more people with all the member bodies British Dressage, British Eventing, Pony Club, uh, the Riding for Disabled Association, again, to spread those messages that actually we can provide some of those foundation skills and then people can progress on and specialise should they wish to into their specific area of interest. So could you give me an example of of one of your courses then and, and what we'd expect? Of course. So, uh, for example, as we at the beginning, we'll start with our stage one. Um, and our stage one care is really about providing some of those foundation skills that you would need to be working in a yard. So what you do for our assessment is you'll turn up and we'll go through a normal yard routine and see, are you doing that you know, in a timely manner, safely and doing that effectively? So that would start with you mucking out, going on to groom a horse, going on to putting on rugs, putting on the... Um, saddle and the bridle and just to make sure that these people are really employable and what a facility needs and then as they progress up the levels the tasks become significantly higher. The one element that puts the BHS system really as the world leading is not only we're teaching the skills and making sure they've got the knowledge but we also make sure that the candidates are doing that in a safe way and they're doing it with the welfare of the horse at the heart of everything we do and you know it's the welfare element that really makes us a world-leading system. Are these expensive, Alex? Not at all. They're they're much cheaper than what you would ever do through all the other courses through education providers. We're really trying to make them as accessible as possible. So we're talking, um, you know, for most of our courses are, you know, our stage one, you're looking at care would be about £100. So it's not big cost at all. A ride safer, you know, getting a ride out, it's about £95. But that includes providing high-vis, providing books and guidance as well. So it's about 
providing as much support. But please know, for any of your listeners, would really get them to go have a look at the website, www.bhs.org.uk, and they'll see all the prices and all the structures and our qualifications there. I'm thinking, you know, if, if, if I'm a mum and I've got children and we're doing our first, we're buying our first horse, it's mm. an introduction into the equestrian world. Yes. Let's start them young. Let's have them on the BHS uh, stage one course straight away because it's... Yeah looking after your horse for the first time we don't know what we're doing you've got to learn that and in my in my head I used to think oh you only you could only take an exam if you if you wanted to have a career in it Mm. Um, but actually that's not the case I might not want a career and and to be an instructor because I'm not good enough for that but I still want to know how to look after my horse safely I want my child to be safe and the people around them safe no you're spot on and and, you know our pathways do meet both the professional and recreational but what we also have is a range of other recreational courses that are available and we're continuing to evolve and develop so we have at the moment um, a range of courses which we run through Orion schools called progressive riding tests and we'll be developing this and enhancing this over the next year which is really to support exactly yourself to help those people that may not be professionals, give them those basic skills and knowledge and certificate their ability. And and you may decide to do the assessments of our qualifications as well, or you may just decide to undertake the training of the progressive riding taste Mm. or the essential uh, horse care knowledge certificate. And we have a whole raft of materials. We're also developing, which might be of interest uh, to yourself and a lot of your listeners, courses for parents. And we have a lot of um, what we call non-traditional horsey parents that are there now and we want to make sure we're supporting them when their child has a, their first horse and giving them the support so again these are the feedback we've had and we're developing all these courses and we'll be providing so much more over the next year to hopefully support all your listeners out there hopefully and we'll have something for everybody won't we alex that's it we want to support you know, there's 2.7 million people that ride across Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, the UK. And we want to make sure we can provide as much support and access to them all because the 
better trained, you know, all our riders are, the people who care for horses, the better the welfare of the horses. Oh, and that's what we at uh, the BHS, you know, we want education and, edu- and welfare through education is at the heart of what we try and do. So let's look at businesses then at riding schools and yards. It's going to be easier for them if they take a professional accredited or, or apprentice, someone who's going through qualifications, because ultimately the liability lies with them. So if a, a student or if a livery yard or somebody that one of their instructors is, is teaching has an accident mm-hmm. or gets hurt, the buck stops with the owner. And also a lot of these owners are struggling because they don't have any HR experience. They don't know how to mm-hmm. look after staff. So to have somebody that comes in that's that's trained or can go through the yes. training process, it's going to support employers as well, isn't it? It really does support employers. It makes sure that they've got all that in place. But probably more importantly, it actually reduces the risk of an accident happening because yes. you've got the right trained people who understand it, who understand why we do certain processes. And, you know, for everything that we do in the equestrian industry, there's multiple ways of doing it. And, you know, they're all right. But actually, you need to understand why you do it certain ways in certain circumstances. And what the BHS tries to do is provide all the reasons behind, you know, doing certain processes, how you muck out, how you put a rug on. But then we'll explain the detail of why you need to know that so that these people trained in the industry are really as fit for purpose as they can, helping every centre out there and making sure as less accidents happen as possible. Mm, no, it's true. So true. So how, I mean, I was really grateful when I had my accident. I, I My instructor is great. She goes to all your training days. She had recently been an, on an update course for first aid. And thank goodness she did, because without her, I, I lost my memory, Alex. So without mm. her, I, I would have been in serious trouble. So going, just going, continuing with the instructors and the coaches, yes. if, if we are looking for instructors... And there's loads of names out there. And quite often we have a habit of going by recommendation. Yeah. And we look on Facebook and we say, right, yeah. I need an instructor. Who, who can you think? When we're looking for an instructor, what sort of questions should we be asking them? The first question I would ask is, are, are they an accredited professional coach? Because then you know that they're not only qualified, but they've got their first aid, they're safeguarding. You know that they're continuing to be current. Mm. The, other, the next question is, is, is really about, you know, are they going to be right for you? And, you know, not every coach is going to fit to what you need as a rider. So it's about just seeing, getting a discussion with them, understanding what areas they're good at, understanding what areas you need and your focus is. And, you know, if you're going to do a competition, you may want to go for a discipline-specific coach. If you're working more recreationally, sometimes, you know, it's a much more general coach. So we try and provide, through the Career Professional Coach membership, coaches that can do everything. And it's really about just getting into discussion and seeing if they fit to you. The personalities have to match. And depending on what level you're riding to will depend on the level of qualification that you're looking for. Okay, that's interesting because um, if, I mean, I don't know what qualifications a coach would need. So they might say Mm. to me, well, I've got my BH stage one and two. And if I don't know anything, I'd say, oh, well, that sounds really good. Okay, brilliant. But actually, if I'd like a coach, I'm not riding at Grand, I'm not going to ride at Grand Prix. Maybe I want to go up to elementary. What qualifications would that coach need to have? So our minimum point in our new pathway we've launched is what we call the BHS stage three 
uh, coach in complete horsemanship. That was formerly known uh, as the AI or the assistant instructor. And that is the what we call the industry level. So that you get that by completing your stage three care, stage three ride, stage um, three lunge and your stage three teach. So you have to have a complete horsemanship approach, have an understanding of both the horse, being able to ride as well as be able to teach at that level. And for us, that's the entry level. And then as you go higher up the pathway, we have a stage four senior coach in complete horsemanship, which was formerly called the intermediate instructor. And we have a stage five performance coach in complete horsemanship. And again, that was formerly known as the BHSI. And then we have at the top level, at the pinnacle of the equestrian industry, is the BHS fellow. And, you know, these are people who've gone through that full system and got a huge experience. And they're really fantastic um, for everyone to use. Now, the great thing about the BHS uh, Equine Excellence Pathway is, you know, the coaches at the top level can coach everyone because they've got the skills and knowledge. They've been through the system. Mm. And, you know, if you're working at a Grand Prix level, yes, you're likely to be working with a BHS Stage 5 performance coach more than a lower level but those performance coaches those fellows still work with recreational riders day in day out you know yogi breisner the fellow of the british horse society is a great example he'll spend you know working with the olympic squad winning all the medals but half the time he's also teaching beginners take work in the racing industry with grooms and really providing as much support as we can so it really is about understanding where you are and and finding the person that has the best uh, match to yourself but as I say, the, the first question I would always ask is about, are they a credit professional coach? Not only have they got the qualification, but have they kept current, have they got the first aid and have they got the safeguarding? True, because who wants somebody who did their course 20 years ago and things have changed and the mm. way that we coach has changed, the way that we yes. train has changed. So it's mm. so important to stay current. And then in terms of grooms, um, the qualifications, mm. what qualifications do you have? If if I was thinking I'd really like to be a groom, um, I'm not very good with people, so I don't want to instruct, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really good with horses. What, what qualifications do you have, have so- in your new pathway system? So we have a whole groom's pathway there, which starts off at our, our care at one, which is really providing about stage one care. You then progress on to be a foundation groom stage two before you become what we call a groom itself, a BHS groom at stage three. At stage four, as you continue up, it takes on some care and management because you're starting to get into more management of the yard at that level. Mm. So at that point, we have a, a BHS stage four senior groom. And then if you decide to carry on to the top level of a groom pathway, that's our BHS stage five stable manager. And again, we have within all those qualifications, we look at the care within a yard scenario, but we also get the, them to lunge because we see the importance of the these uh, grooms being able to lunge a horse and keep them fit for exercise or fit for work. Totally. I was at Barbary a couple of weekends ago and all the grooms were lunging and they were all riding and they were doing the preparation for the horse. And actually they do quite a bit of the training as well, really. They really do. They're, and they're, that's so important. Yeah, we don't we don't give them enough credit for the hours that they work and, and how hard they work. And, and they're the ones that are with the horses all the time. I 100% support that. And I think the grooms are people that we need to support much more. We're working very closely with the British Grooms Association, mm. who is a fantastic organisation at really making sure that all grooms have the right employment rights, support, guidance, as well as signposting to training such as ourselves, at providing that training so that grooms are really not the 
unforgotten people, but actually the, the heroes of the industry, because you know, it doesn't work, this industry, without having grooms in place, helping everyone, whether at the elite end, working with the rider, or down to the yard, working in the military or the police, it's the grooms that really make sure the horses are prepared, supported, cared for, and that the welfare of that horse is maintained. The, I agree with you. The British Grooms Association are a great support for them all the time. And I like the fact that they help them with their employment questions. Yes. Because, I, th- I again, I, I believe that there are many livery yards that just don't have the experience. They don't know. It's not that they're doing it to be nasty. They literally just don't know the rules and the law. Exactly. And so... Are, are there things that you do that can help them as well? Like, for example, field management. You know, I, I, I'm speaking to livery yard owners all the time that say, well, I had a horse and then I got a couple of extra stables and then now I've got 10 stables and they're running a livery yard. But actually mm-hmm. it was just an organic growth. It yes. wasn't some amazing plan that they ever had. Are there courses on field management? Well, field management's part of our care courses that we have within our stage one. So anyone coming through the groom's path, we would uh, get a huge understanding of field management, how to manage that, how to support that, what to be aware of, as well as caring for the horse. Mm. But in, on top of that, we're also looking at you know other training, CPD, uh, that we can provide separate to the pathway itself for those that may not fit directly into pathways, such as uh, livery yard owners and proprietors. So those mm. sort of things will, will be there that may not be, may not be doing it day to day, but need to have that understanding, as well as the grooms who we make sure have that detailed understanding because they are going to be running it day in, day out. Yeah, because, I mean, you don't need if you're a livery yard owner or a proprietor you don't mm-hmm. you're not necessarily running it yourself you can hire no. a manager that has all those qualifications as long as the, the person running it knows what they're doing that's ultimately what we're that's saying. the important thing but the, the proprietor needs to know what their manager what their yard stable manager needs to have what skills they need to have what qualifications they need to have so it's not just for us to be training up you know the the grooms themselves mm-hmm. we also need to reach the proprietors to actually make sure they know what they should be looking for. We need to reach you know, the parents to make sure they understand what their uh, children should be training in mm. if they want to go into this profession, so that we reach everyone, so that as people undertake the British Horse Society uh, equine excellence pathway, they really are fit for employers, and employers are saying, yes, if I'm going to employ someone, the first thing I've got on that job speci- uh, specification is a BHS qualification, because I know that these people are going to be able to come, do it correctly, and you know, make sure that we're running safely and within the law. Yeah, exactly. And the hardest thing as a as a manager or an owner is is is. Oh, it's going to sound bad, but sometimes if you know somebody isn't doing their job properly, but you've got nothing to compare it to, it's really hard to manage them. Whilst if you can say, right, well, you've done your BHS stage one, you've done your stage two, you know that you don't whack a saddle on a horse's back, but you right. put it on like this, then it gives you it gives you something to compare it with. And it actually helps you and makes, it makes your life a little bit easier. Not only will yes. they be better trained in the first place, but but actually moving forward they'll be it'll be easier for you to manage them this is so exciting so today you're launching the new pathway yes. and how can we if we would like to find out more information how can we do that well the simplest way is to come to your website first so mm-hmm. it's www.bhs.org.uk and that's we've got a brand new website which has been launched today specifically with all the education information talking about the career pathways and gives everyone a chance to see it 
On that website, there's also a range of videos talking about the new careers and, and really bringing it to life for everyone so they can see what the British Horse Society is, that we are modern, we are practical, that we are you know, world-leading in what we provide so that they get a feel for what we're trying to do. We're always available for you to you know, call the office and um, please ring the BHS anytime, any of your listeners, and we'd love to hear what you want to do and we can support you and talk you through that as we go forward. Brilliant. We'll put the telephone number on our website and all the details Fabulous. through to your website on horsehour.co.uk. Thank you. Alex, thank you so much for, for talking much. to me today, but also thank you for doing this because you you really are fighting our corner for us and we need it because, you know, we, we know that we need help. We know that we need support, but it's just great that you guys are doing a wonderful job. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a fabulous team here. There's a lot of people working together and really trying to spread the message, you know, make sure we are got the safety of everyone at heart the welfare of the horse at the heart as well as training to make sure the industry is as you know able to run as fit for purpose as it can do can we follow you on twitter so our twitter handles at british horse so that's b-r-i-t-i-s-h-h-o-r-s-e at british horse thanks so much alex see you soon thank you very much thanks amy Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you are thinking of having a career in the industry, then I hope that's helped just a little bit. Or maybe you just like a little bit more education, then do go and check out the British Horse Society's website. All their details can be found at horsehour.co.uk. While you're there, you can listen to previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast. We had quite an emotional week last week. If you missed it, then we designated the hour to pet bereavement. If you'd lost your horse and you were struggling to deal with it or cope with the grief then we had the Blue Cross Pet Bereavement Support Team on hand they were offering advice and support and your messages on Twitter were just amazing it was lovely to hear memories shared of horses that have passed but also to be there for people that are struggling to get through it. You can listen to that live episode on our podcast. And also I spoke to Gemma Taylor from the Blue Cross, who shared her own story of the moment that she lost her horse. Once again, thank you so much for all your messages and uh, sharing your stories. It was really humbling and uh, quite an emotional week last week. But this week we're taking it up a gear and it's a bit more fun. So we're talking nominations. The National Equine Forum are asking you to nominate an unsung hero. Somebody that you've watched for a long time in the industry doing great good for us. And they deserve a bit of credit. So to nominate. So I'm asking you if you were going to nominate somebody... Who would it be and why would you nominate them? I can think of plenty of people who I think deserve the Sir Colin Spedding Award by the National Equine Forum. It's a true accolade to have. And there's just so many people doing great things. And I think it's time that we celebrate that. So tweet us at Horse Hour. Don't forget to use the hashtag Horse Hour. If you were going to nominate somebody for an NEF award, who would it be and why? And then if you would actually like to nominate somebody because you do think that they've been working really hard and um, they're doing wonderful things for the horses, for horse welfare. Maybe it's with working with children. Maybe they're educating. Whatever it is and whatever your reason, this is how you nominate. Email info at nationalequineforum.com. 
Write in no more than 100 words why you believe your chosen candidate should be considered for the Sir Colin Spedding Award. Nominations are open until the 31st of July and the National Equine Forum Award Committee will produce a shortlist of nominations from which the winner will be selected. Multiple nominations for the same person will not carry additional merit and the shortlist decision will be final. So basically, if you decide to nominate somebody 10 times, it won't help their case. So you can only nominate somebody once. The winner, along with the shortlisted names, will be invited to attend the National Equine Forum on the 8th of March 2018, where the award will be formally presented. It's a great day at the National Equine Forum. If you are shortlisted, you will thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it so who are you going to nominate you've got two things to do one is sending your nomination your hundred words the other one is if you were going to nominate who would it be and why hashtag horse hour thanks for sharing pictures of your horse and your stories and uh, you can always contact me on twitter i'm at amy stevenson one i hope you have a great week and i'll speak to you soon you've been listening to horse hour Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern, by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.